I'm so glad that she told him to shut it. I personally would have punched him in the mouth. I would have punched him in the mouth every single day before this. We would never have gotten to this point. I wish that Puck just didn't talk. I wish he wasn't on the show. So true. And welcome to the Sing Stations podcast. I am Eliza, and in a continued testament to my love of bad things, I have started watching Teen Wolf. As you should, as you should. Teen Wolf really has its ups and downs, much like Glee. Hello, my name is Olive, and as we're about to talk about lots of very cringy covers this episode, I would like to say it's a crime that we never got a Mercedes cover of Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. We never got any cover of Fast Car. I would have even accepted Coach Beast, honestly. That would have been a vibe. I just, I feel like Glee doesn't deserve Fast Car. You know, they already got Landslide. They got Landslide from us. They can't take Fast Car, too. (gasps) Yeah, exactly. So this episode is Comeback, and we open up with Um, Just a little monologue from Will where he's talking about how he really feels like he's like bounced back from everything that happened with Emma, everything that happened with Terry, and he's like on a new track. And right how he's talking about how he's ready to come back, Emma walks in and she's like, Will, it's an emergency. Becky opened Sue's journal and found this and it reads, goodbye, cruel world. Yes, losers, I'm committing suicide. But suicide is spelled... It's spelled like Sue. It was spelled with the name Sue in the beginning of it. And then they do title screen. I am a person who, for whatever reason, maybe it's my uh, years on Tumblr, I make a lot of suicide jokes. In case you haven't listened to any other episode of this podcast and didn't notice that already. But like... Any joke that I could ever make is not going to be as funny as that one sentence from Glee. Well, and they threw out this banger uh, in, what, 2011 before it was cool to want to kill yourself? Yeah. So apparently in just the middle of the school day, Will and Emma leave school. To go to to Sue's house. So they know where Sue lives. I believe Will has been to her house before, so he can take them there. But, like, he was in the okay. middle of teaching a class. Don't Can't they, like, call 911? You know? I don't know, man. I don't know. I um, So they, like, rush in her house. The door's open so they can just, like, get in. And Sue is lying on the bed uh, surrounded by, like, empty pill bottles. And Emma goes, oh, no, I don't feel a pulse. But then Sue Sylvester <laughs> does a full Frankenstein and just, like, sits up in bed. <laughs> There are a few things in this world that will make me laugh every single time. And that kind of sitting up, I don't know what it is about that, but it gets me every single time. So Emma's like, oh, no, she doesn't have a pulse. And Sue goes, yes, I do. I just stopped my own heart. It's my CIA training. I feel like so you know how Mike's Mike is doing the whole, you know, Glee recap series. I need a full recap series that is just things that Sue Sylvester has said about her life so that we can like just have on the table a full list of what the hell's going on with her. You know, whenever I have time on my hands, that might be a a thing I can accomplish, but I'm not that cringy. Yes, I am, but I don't like to admit it. 
in a public forum such as a podcast you just did but you are the one that edits this podcast so you could hypothetically edit it out i'll leave it in because i think it's funny as are many things that make fun of me um so apparently sue was trying to overdose on gummy vitamins she's like this didn't work at all and now my jaw is just sore but she's still dramatically like i have nothing to live for i'm a loser and i've been humiliated because i didn't qualify for nationals and the minute will finds out that she's not actually dead he's like sue get over yourself and he's like the ready thing to that i think already. is funny about this scene is whomst among us who took gummy vitamins as kids didn't at least once accidentally think that they had od'd on gummy vitamins I didn't take gummy vitamins vitamins as kid because we were how you say poor. The vitamin C ones were quite tasty, um, and I could just munch on those all day long. A little anyway. crunch for the soul. As an adult, there's not enough things for you to crunch. Maybe it's the ADHD, but sometimes a bitch just wants to crunch. I support you. Um. So. Will says, like, Sue, you are nasty, manipulative, and petty. And Sue goes, Will, you have more grease in your hair than the guy behind WikiLeaks. And then Will and Emma storm out. And then we get to uh, back at McKinley, assumably the same day. Um, Assumably. We can all... Assumably. Ha ha. um, So Sam flags down Quinn in the hallway Asks her out on a date to color me mine, which I believe is like a pottery painting place. Yeah. And she goes, oh, you were serious about that? And she's immediately like disinterested. You can tell she's like not vibing with how happy he is. And she goes, "Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think I have anything else to do, which is always the best thing you want to hear when you ask someone on a date. Even if I was just asking someone to platonically hang out and they said, I don't have anything else to do, gut punch. We find out that think, like Sam's been getting these kind of weird vibes for Quinn, from Quinn for a couple weeks now. So canonically, it's been a couple weeks since Quinn got mono. Um, and everyone's been telling Sam that she must have kissed Finn. But apparently, Quinn told Sam that Finn, while at his kissing booth, had a jar of gumballs god took a gumball i guess tried to swallow it whole choked and then she gave him cpr except instead of giving him cpr what we see is her like putting his mouth on his and then pulling the gumball out of his mouth whole (laughs) i hate every part of this scene i hate Uh, first of all first of all Sam saw the kissing booth, so he could clearly say that there were not gumballs there. Second of all, that's not what CPR is. Third of all, in this situation, you wouldn't even use CPR. You would use the Heimlich maneuver. It's insane. Um, And Sam, of course, himbo that he is, completely accepts this and is like, you know, I I know Quinn is into me, but I feel like I'm losing her. He decides to reinvent himself as Justin Bieber. But so here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is super important. He's walking down the hallway and he sees a boy with a deer head mounted in his locker. And Sam goes, my dad's always said that there were two ways to get a woman to love you. Take her hunting and rock and roll. 
and I knew what I had to do. I mean, who's more rock and roll than Justin Bieber? I can think of several, several answers to that question, even in 2011. Like My Chemical Romance. The the way this episode would have been so much funnier if he had gone for a My Chemical Romance era instead. They do a My Chemical Romance song. I mean, later on, but like, that's not the... The premise of this episode is is Justin Bieber covers. They do do Sing by My Chemical Romance. Or Fall Out Boy. Fall Out Boy doesn't have as noticeable an aesthetic, though. So here's the thing. I do like to think that this does canonically mean that Sam like only listens to say top 40s radio. So it's entirely possible that he does not revolve in my chemical romance circles. That said, he absolutely would know like sugar we're going down. Yeah. Just these are top 40s from 2011 mm-hmm. that I think would are more rock and roll than Justin Bieber. First of all, Katy Perry. Yeah. I know that that is a female performing artist, but Katy Perry, Bruno Mars, more rock and uh, roll. Maroon 5. Definitely more rock and roll than Justin Bieber. Foster the People was top 20 with pumped up kicks, which is insane to think about. Pink? Yeah. Pink is absolute. It's insane they never did a Pink episode. One could argue that Kesha is more rock and roll than Justin Bieber. Yeah. And I yeah. would. I would argue that. I would also argue that. So really everyone but Justin Bieber on the top 40 is what we're hearing. Tayo Cruz. Dynamite was a 2011 banger. I forgot about that. Can you that. believe Glee never did a cover of Dynamite? Never did a cover of Dynamite. <laughs> okay. You know what's insane to me? Yeah. The only other two artists that they had done, uh, like, a full official tribute episode to, besides Justin Bieber at this point, were Madonna and Britney Spears. In fairness, this is technically not a complete Justin Bieber episode. There are two, there are three songs that are not Justin Bieber, only two that are. But it is very Justin Bieber centric. It's also, it's just, it's just insane to think about. Anyway. So Sam has, you know, with his blonde hair that he's already got, that kind of like Bieber hairdo that everyone had. He has decided to start book, booking some like bat mitzvah gigs and other like tween girl parties to test his one man band called the Justin Bieber Experience. So Sam is performing at this bat mitzvah and he's like, hey, guys, I'm the Justin Bieber Experience. And all the girls are like, eh, yeah, whatever. He starts to sing Baby by Justin Bieber, just like the first couple lines. And they go fucking ape shit on him they lose themselves and he's like heads up quinn for bray you're about to be head hit head on with the full blonde beaver i none of those words are in the bible (laughs) back at school i guess still the same day again question mark um we have found out that rachel has paid britney money to start dressing like rachel so that um i remember that this was a plot line but when it showed up in this episode i was genuinely shocked i thought this was like a season three or four thing you know this is the episode that really makes me go like glee really stretched it with these with these uh themes and plot lines sometimes you know like this whole thing to incorporate it into the theme of making a comeback is like oh you know 
I want to dominate popular discussion. So you're going to take a signature look of mine and make it popular. And it's like, okay, I guess this is a comeback somehow. A comeback from Not what? Really? Like, has she been living in disgrace? So Brittany is confused, of course, by this because she is confused by many things in life. And she has started wearing what were Rachel's leg warmers on her arms. Um, and so this is kind of like fucking up Rachel's plan because people are seeing Brittany wearing them, thinking that they're cool, but not associating them with Rachel at all. So I know we just had a Valentine's Day episode and now it's been a couple weeks canonically. And I know it's Ohio, but apparently it's like winter time still. And Brittany, quote, wore a tank top today because she thought it was summer and no one ever taught her how to read a calendar. Some of the things they have her say, I just don't I like. I think those also need to be charted the same way Sue Sylvester needs to be charted. So anyway, Sue is back at the school and she is rampaging through the hallways. She body slams Tina against the lockers. Um, and uh, basically now because she has all this time on her hands, because her Cheerios aren't doing nationals, uh, Will has realized that uh, Sue is getting pretty dangerous. You know, devil's hands or idle hands are the devil's playthings. So he decides that Sue needs a hobby, essentially. Uh huh. Well, like season isn't over, so technically she still has to coach the Cheerios for football games or something. I don't know how being a cheerleading coach works. Oh yeah. The Cheerios can definitely still, still cheer for the games, but like there's not as much excitement around that. And here in this meeting with Emma, Emma suggests, Oh, well, music improves your mood. So why don't you join the Glee club? And both Will and Sue are immediately like, fuck no. Also, she can't, she's a teacher. In this scene, Sue calls Will sponge hair square chin. And that is, I think, one of the top burns she ever says. Yeah, top 10 Sue Sylvester insult for sure. And then she gets to truly a point that I don't know if I'll ever get to where she says, at this point, to elevate my crippling depression, I'd do anything. And so she joins Glee Club. The plot line of this episode. How is this a comeback? She was never in the Glee Club to begin with. Um, she coached for a couple episodes in season one. I mean, I guess. Uh, yeah, again, it's like, I I guess this is a comeback. It's a comeback because she's not feeling like a loser anymore, question mark. Um, I don't and know. Obviously, they announced this to the Glee kids and everyone's immediately like, um, Sue has never done anything but make us feel like shit. So this is going to be a bad situation. Obviously, Santana, Brittany, and Quinn are still recovering from the trauma of almost having Brittany die. Brittany got out of a cannon. <laughs> yeah. And Sue is like, listen, guys, I'm no longer a threat to you people. I'm just hoping that your singing and dancing uh, will give me a reason to live. Is that too much to ask? And they do. And I will say, as someone who very much did uh, use singing and dancing uh, in an organized set reason to not kill herself, I do relate. However, Sue, I think you're doing it wrong. 
Yeah. It's also like how this scene goes on is Will starts to talk about regionals, right? And they announce that they're going up against the Warblers and Oral Intensity again. And they start like planning things for regional because, because apparently the theme for this year's competition is anthem. So songs that are like, quote unquote, an anthem. And like, it also seems weird to have this be the week that Sue joins. If it's also the week that you're like preparing for a competition that Sue's not going to be in. It already makes also, no sense. I would say that this is uh, extremely out of character for Will Schuster because when have they ever prepped anything in advance? Oh, so true, Bestie. And he says like, okay, an anthem is an epic song filled with like a swell of emotion. That's like, it seems bigger than itself, even bigger than the person performing it. And Sam raises his hand and is like, listen, I've got an announcement. I've been looking for a new image and I've got this new band, the Justin Bieber Experience. Quinn is immediately like, this is crazy. This cannot be happening. And Sam's like, laugh all you want, but I've been working on his music and I think it qualifies as an anthem of a generation. And he starts singing Baby by Justin Bieber. And it actually slaps so hard. I'm going to say this and I'm going to say this loud and clear. Olive, get help. No, it's so fun. Listen, is it one of the best Glee covers episode, Glee covers ever? No, absolutely not. But is it a good, fun song from the year before my depression hit? Yes. <laughs> just I like, don't have the, the mental, emotional, or physical energy to argue this point with you, you so fine. I mean, listen, I know you were never a Justin Bieber kid. I was not a Justin Bieber fan either. But, like, do you, do you not like this song at all? I mean, here's the thing. You don't think there's anything redeeming about this? I, myself... Never the biggest Justin Bieber fan. Yeah, of course. I was friends with a lot of people who were really, really big Justin Bieber fans. So I was subjected to a lot of his music. I know the words to almost all of his songs. Yeah, okay. Maybe it's the ADHD, but this is one of those songs that gets stuck in my head in a bad way. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I think that's totally understandable. This song reminds me of like before I was really allowed to freely listen to the radio. And so again, it's like one of these pop songs where like the Glee version of it was the version that I knew better than the OG. Mm -hmm. And so like, is it amazing? Is it the best? No, but it's good fun. And sometimes that's all you can ask for from a Glee episode. I mean, I know that like every single Glee cover in some way uh, of the pop songs, I mean, in some way is working off of like the cultural moment, but like just the oversaturation of Justin Bieber's baby in the world of 2011. Wasn't it at one point the most watched video on YouTube, the music video? Like very early on, I'll Google it later. Um, anyway, anyway. Next scene, um, after Sam's solo performance, the girls actually end up, like, getting fucking all hot and bothered over him doing Baby by Justin Bieber. And all the guys realize, like, oh, shit, this Justin Bieber thing is actually kind of a good way to get girls. Um, and so they confront Sam in the boys' locker room where they're like, okay, 
chicks totally melt when they hear Justin Bieber. And Mike calls him, quote, a mini god. And this is where I start. I would just like to note for the record at this point, I think Justin Bieber was like literally 16. Oh. Um, which uh, does make him like a weirdly age appropriate crush for all of these high schoolers. Yeah. Um, so good on that. But knowing that all of these actors are in fact in their mid to late 20s, just something about it hits a little bit wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Felt, this is definitely where, I mean, maybe you'll understand this because it sounds like you've been rolling your eyes the whole episode, but this is where my eyes start to roll back into my head and I just go, uh. Um, There's a little cutaway where we find out that like some of the girlfriends have been like kind of bored with their boyfriends post Valentine's Day. And there's an Angry Birds reference in case you also forgot that Angry Birds existed until just now. God, the things that this show forces me to remember. So the boys are like, listen, we got to do Justin Bieber experience. Finn walks in while they're having this conversation. And Puck says that they're starting their own band called Bieber Fever. And Finn's like, wait, you guys realize Justin Bieber sucks. And Sam's like, oh, Quinn seemed to be pretty into him. And it's definitely this like challenge moment because Sam is like, Sam, like, obviously he believes Quinn about the whole gumball thing, but he definitely knows something's up. Something is, uh, the math on something is not mathing. Yeah. Um, And so they do a little like get in each other's faces, but uh, it breaks up and all the guys are suddenly in. They're like, okay, we're doing this but we need to figure out something to do with Puck's hair. We get to another scene in the hallway where we see in Rachel's locker is a to-do list that lists uh, Celine Dion's birthday, friend request Barbara Streisand again, and Margaret in concert, and Avatar on Ice audition. I don't like any of that. Yep. Anyway, Rachel notices that many other girls are starting to wear leg warmers on their arms. And even Tina is commenting like, oh my God, Brittany, you've changed my life. I didn't know my arms could be so warm and you should win an award. And Rachel's like, oh my God, this is totally messing up my plan. I want my allowance back. Like what was supposed to happen is that like, if Brittany started dressing like Rachel, everyone was started would start dressing like Rachel. But because Brittany has messed up the trend that she wanted to get going, People just think that Britney is starting a trend. So yeah. R.I.P. Rachel. I mean, I literally could not give less of a fuck about this. Gonna be honest. And uh, we get into <sighs> truly, you know how uh, the Gwyneth Paltrow episode felt like it was all just a setup so that they could do Umbrella Singing in the Rain at the end. We now get into a part that's like just a setup for them to do Take Me or Leave Me, Leave Me, where we get this little voiceover from Sue where she's like, oh my God, Glee Club has like given me this newfound energy to destroy them from within. And I'm going to get them by pitting two of the biggest divas in the club against each other. So she calls Mercedes and Rachel into her office at separate times. 
and basically says that the other one said that they were not as talented as each other or I don't know if that sentence made sense but it says Rachel said Mercedes wasn't as talented as her yeah. Mercedes says Rachel wasn't as talented as her which is like the most fucking high school bullshit I've ever heard but also that shit works like a charm because I mean that's entirely and completely in character yeah exactly um for for you to have done for Rachel and Mercedes actually I wouldn't say that's in character for Mercedes to have said about Rachel but yeah I definitely think Mercedes has said some sassy stuff about Rachel in the past. So like it's, it's believable in that high school rumors flying sort of way. Um, So they do a little confrontation in the hallway where Rachel and Mercedes are like, I heard what you said about me. Like we're going to do this diva off, which is not as cringy as calling stuff a glee off, but it's still pretty bad. Still pretty bad. Yeah. Mercedes is like, great. It'll be tomorrow in glee club. I have to go get my cross trainers. Want to know why? I'm going to be doing some runs. That one did get a chuckle. Yeah, I do support Mercedes getting the last word in in every conversation. So true. So we get to um, a little scene in the Glee room, in the Glee club room, where while they are around people, I believe, um... Finn asks Quinn out on a date and tomfoolery. Yeah, wants to go out with her on the same Friday that Sam asked her out on. And, and, and we don't really like get an answer on that yet because Quinn is again still like indecisive between the two boys. As she is trying to decide, the boys walk in in their full Justin Bieber outfits with just an absolute horrible hairpiece on Puck. It's like, I don't want to say that it's offensive. But whatever one step down from offensive is, it's that. It's offensive to people with eyes. <laughs> what like, I it's will just say, bad. I don't want to really give these boys credit for anything, but it is very funny watching them do the little like bangs flip thing, like flip their head to the side so that their bangs move just a little bit. They are hamming it up in the background as uh, I. What I will say for this scene, I hope that the actors had fun. Oh, and that's exactly what it is. Because um, everyone, Sam announces to everyone, like, we are the new and improved Justin Bieber experience. And we think that this song is an anthem because everything Bieber does is epic. God, I just know these actors were, like, shitting themselves off screen with this script. I know that they were standing. I I have a deep desire to know how many takes this took because I'm <laughs> guessing over ten because they would probably get through it and then one or more of them would start giggling, and they start doing uh, "Somebody to Love" again by Justin Bieber. Um, I this song does slap. I also think this slaps. It is better than "Baby," first of all, because it's also a full production number. It's all four of the guys on stage. Um, they give Artie some cool little choreo. It's not like the most intricate, but it's certainly there. An he attempt does, was made. Yeah, an attempt was made. He does the ludicrous rap, which does feel a little like white guy rapping, but like it's better than Will Schuster. So I'll I'll accept it. The bar is and on it, the ground. And he did roll over it. So <laughs> the bar is on the ground. Um 
there is a little dance move here where they dab. I need everyone to know that they dab in 2011. When did the dab start being popular and when did it stop being popular? Because genuinely, I know what it is, but like it has gone, it is filtered through my brain out of sight, out of mind style. And I've just completely forgotten the cultural touchstone of it. It started around like 2015, 2016. I think we kind of missed it because we were homeschooled. I think if, if fair we were enough, homeschooled, uh, then it would have been more relevant. I feel like we caught on kind of late, but like, Please understand the Twilight Zone-esque feeling that it gave me to watch Mike Chang, Noah Puckerman, Sam Evans, and Artie Abrams dab in the year of our Lord 2011 while singing Somebody to Love by Justin Bieber. And anyway, as they're doing this song, uh, Finn is the only boy in the Glee Club who's not part of the Justin Bieber experience now. And he's watching all the girls like fawn over this dance number. Like, they're losing their minds. Yeah, again, the girls are, like, going absolutely crazy for this Justin Bieber. Which, you know what? I similarly go crazy for Mike Chang dancing. Not for Justin Bieber. I do love a good coordinated dance number. Yeah. The girls are going crazy. And Quinn even says to Finn, like, oh, I'm not free Friday anymore. So, like, obviously her mind's been made the fuck up. Because of this Justin Bieber number. Which of all the things to be convinced by... I'm disappointed, Quinn. But, like, I'm disappointed in a lot of the things that you do. So I can't even... Anyway. Speaking of being disappointed in the women on this show, how much do you think they blackmailed Lauren Zeises into now being into Puck because he's impersonating Justin Bieber? And she's like into him. This is him. a crime, I think. I think yeah, this, is this is a crime, is, actually. This set back feminism 20 years. Lauren says something along the lines of like, she's got a proposition for Puck and she wants to talk to him about it later. So she like leaves him in waiting. As they are cleaning up from the numbers, Santana also walks up and is like, hey, you look really sexy up there. I'm super into it. And Sam's like, "Mm, I'm with Quinn. Santana's like, "Um, you and I should talk soon. And she's just being like, kind of, you know, sly about it. But obviously she knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. We get another little scene where Quinn is like, listen, I thought the Justin Bieber thing was going to be stupid, but he was just so shameless and sexy. So I can't be with you, Finn. And again, luckily those scenes only last like 10 seconds top. But it's 10 seconds too long. Yeah. (laughs) And like, like you could do a Justin Bieber cover, but this continual insistence is, it's, I need a stronger word than cringe. And what, like what you said before, like how Justin Bieber is technically speaking an age appropriate, like celebrity crush for the characters on Glee to have, but it does feel weird that this is like a script written by adults being spoken by adults calling a 16 year old hot and sexy. I just, I don't like it. Yeah, it's bad. Anyway, we get another bad scene where Lauren is um, her wrestling practice. And as she goes to meet Puck up in the bleachers, he asks, do dudes ever get erections when they wrestle with you? 
And she goes, shut it, Puckerman. We're here to talk business. Lauren explains that she's got this master plan where like she's, you know, she's only really ever sung in the shower before, but she's starting to get more confident and she wants to be great or at least as good as Rachel Berry, which is, I mean, as much as I refuse to admit it, like the best, one of the best singers in Glee Club. So like, mm, I don't know about yeah. that. I mean, Godspeed to you is all I can say. Yeah, Godspeed. And Puck just gives her the advice, like, just picture the audience in their underwear. Um, and it kind of gives Lauren this little confidence boost. Uh, we get into the next Glee Club meeting, assumably the next day. Because apparently the previous day's Glee Club meeting was just a performance of Somebody to Love by Justin Bieber. Who even knows? Um, again, Rachel is mad at Brittany for not like making her looks go viral as fast as she wanted and she asks is there any way you can just cut class for the rest of the day so you can just walk down the halls and Brittany goes totally most teachers think that by cutting class I might improve my grades and then Finn walks in dressed like Justin Bieber again the, the like hoodie he's got his hair done and Finn's like, oh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not, like, into Justin Bieber, but he's, like, the king of YouTube right now with, like, a billion views. Which, like, that at least is fact, unfortunately. Yeah. And then, you know, we get into the, the diva off with Rachel and Mercedes, and it's Take Me or Leave Me from, uh, from Rent. And the cover is uh, not good, in my opinion. I mean, I'm a noted Rent disliker to begin with. Um... I I love this song normally. I think this version of it sounds way too, like, polished and clean almost, which a lot of Glee covers kind of have that sound to them. Like, once you've heard a handful, you kind of get to know exactly how their, like, music editing sounds. Yeah. And, like, honestly, I would love to hear Amber Riley do this live, but the way it's edited with Leah Michelle and Amber Riley in this specific version of it it yeah it sounds very like it sounds like exactly what it is which is they're trying too hard yeah that's a perfect way to describe it it sounds like exactly what it is which is not what you want from a rock musical you want people to like be able to take liberties with the music you don't want them to just sing exactly what's on the page in like the most clean cut and basic way and so yeah it's like it's not as good as it should have been for two powerhouse vocals it's not yep. I, sh I shouldn't say it's, it's bad. just ever so slightly just bland it's bland that's what it is it's not a bad cover they're like logistically speaking they're not doing anything wrong it's just bland as they're singing the song they're kind of they start the song both trying to hog the attention but um as things evolve they end up both just like bursting into laughter at the end and they're just like having tons of fun they're laughing with each other um and everyone's just like cheering for both of them so neither of them wins and sue is like whoa 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 like where, weren't you guys supposed to be fighting and will's like um that's not really the point of glee club and really this should be where will is on to sue's business but, but will is also dumb as rocks so yeah He's dumb whenever the script says he needs to be dumb. And then there's a little uh, 
there's a scene where Will is in his office and Sue walks in to talk to him about like how depressed she still is and how like nothing's gonna make her feel better. And Will invites her to go to a hospital with him where he sings to the sick children. It, I, I don't like, know. That's it. It feels reductive to like explain it in such basic terms like that. But like, apparently he comes down here like a couple times a month and sings songs to the kids who are in the long-term care. And, um, which like, that's nice. Yeah. Yes. And Sue is very like, okay, yeah, I, you know, I've been selfish. I've learned my lesson. Like, do we really have to do this? Um, and of course, Will gets out his ukulele because of course, Will knows how to play the ukulele. As a ukulele player, I agree. And I do mean that in a derogatory way. Yeah, ukulele player derogatory. Yep. Um, and they do this little light of mine. It's not like a full cover, but like, you know, it's... I'm not, I'm not going to review it as a cover because it's just Will singing It's quite on literally ukulele. fine. Yeah, it's fine. This is the main plot line of the episode and I'm finding myself so viscerally going, do I care? And the answer is no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. We get a little scene where uh, more girls have adopted like the quote unquote Rachel look, which this time instead of just the leg warmers is like full on reindeer sweaters or, oh, it's instead of a reindeer, it's a carousel horse. And Rachel walks up to them or Quinn and Santana talking about their sweaters Rachel walks up and is like, oh, those are my sweaters. You know, I'm the first person to do these. And they're like, mm, you're wearing a rainbow sw reindeer sweater. These are carousel horses. They're cooler. And they're what Brittany wears. I guess everyone just kind of went insane at Talbot's that day or whatever. <laughs> Honestly, I kind of want these sweaters. They're kind of cute. Of course you would say that. I probably told this before, but the first musical I was ever in was Willy Wonka. And uh, for the little, like, Candyman number, it was very, like, low-budget production. It was when the production company was just getting started. And so a lot of us kids just, like, wore clothes that we already had. And the costume that I wore as a candy kid was a pieces from a yard sale that my mom had picked me up because she thought they reminded her of Rachel Berry. <laughs> and she was like, oh, you can be Rachel Berry for Halloween with these with the sweater and the skirt i wish there was a slur for people who liked glee so that i could call you it a gleek it's a gleek <laughs> the word already exists also fan of glee is insulting enough so i'll take it anyway anyway so rachel is of course upset with britney still she's like listen you're not a trendsetter when people look at Rachel Berry, they don't see what you're wearing. They see a cat getting its temperature taken and they hear it screaming. I have to go. I have an interview with Teen Vogue. Iconic. <laughs> Which, you know, like, is this plotline absolute bullshit? Yeah, totally. But was that... But what Smackdown? about it? It's not yes. more bullshit than any of the other things that they've done on Glee. But also, was that Smackdown absolutely worth it? Mm, yeah, kind of. Yes. Will it have any lasting effect on Rachel? Absolutely fucking not. Anyway, back to the Glee Club. Uh, Because is it the same day? We'll never know. 
and Lauren is ready to do her uh, solo number. She is kind of serving Avril Lavigne here. She's doing a like a prom dress over a t-shirt type look. And she goes like, all right, here's how I see it. I know I'm the hottest bitch in this joint. If I was a country, my flag would be a big fist giving the world a finger. And this would be my anthem. And she starts singing, I know what boys like by the waitresses. And is it good? No. What you have to keep in mind is that this original song was sung in a very, like the, the very like nasally on purpose. I'm like, I know what boys like. Like it's, it's sung like that to begin with. Yeah, it's it's not. So she's actually, I would argue, doing a more faithful cover of "I Know What Boys Like" than Rachel and Mercedes did of "Take Me or Leave Me." You know what? You're so right, and you should say it. I didn't even think of it like that. Yeah. She also like I enjoy this performance because it is a fun character moment. We've mentioned before how like this actress Ashley Fink gets very little to go off of with this character, and yet she produces some of these iconic moments where she she starts the song off uh kind of shy and Brittany and tina are dancing behind her and she like doesn't really know what to do with her body but then she gets into it and she's absolutely like she has the power she is the babe with the power so true and while i wish i could enjoy her performance of this song they do this awful visual gag because puck said to just like oh picture everyone in their underwear and they proceed to show everyone in their underwear. You know, all of have... these characters that are supposed to be teenagers. Yeah, absolutely. There is, like, fully just an ass shot of uh, Mark Salling that just, I wish wasn't there. Wish wasn't there. Yep. You know, will I listen to this cover on my own time? No. But is it fun for the episode? Yeah. I'll, I'll allow it. It's fine. I would, fine. I would, this is another cover i would classify as fine oh my god i forgot she motorboats artie why did you remind me of that and will just fucking lets it happen too i've been having a migraine for three straight days and that information being reminded of that actually made me feel worse i'm so sorry my condolences bestie so there's a little scene with um santana and sam in the library where um he's He's doing a, a James Earl Jones impression. And she goes, that's offensive. He's, he shot Martin Luther King. Sam doesn't pick this up at all. And he just like keeps doing his impression. Santana's like, all right. Despite the fact that your mouth to face ratio is like way off. You still somehow manage to be cute. Make no mistake. Every time you open your humongous mouth to do an impression or moisten an enormous stamp for a lazy giant. You take one step closer to everyone seeing that you are actually a dork, which is where I come in. And she says that she wants to get with Sam. And Sam's like, I'm dating Quinn. And Santana's like, no, you're not. She cheated on you. And she calls like she did. Yeah, she did. And she says, look, I know you're as dumb as a bag of wet hair, but I know. (laughs) But you know in your heart that she's lying to you. I'm sorry, I can't even get through that line because that's... How did she do... Her and Jane Lynch, like, the underrated queens of this show because they were able to say crap like that without breaking character. Yeah, and she's making a good point, too. She says, like, that gumball story is absolute bullshit. 
you're just choosing to believe it so that you can feel better. And she's like, you know, Finn can't mess with Sam Evans. And not just because you can unlock your humongous jaw and swallow him whole like a python, (laughs) but because you have some buzz at this school. And because like, he's so popular, um, he could have like all this power if he just got with Santana. That's like the dichotomy that she's proposing. Yeah. We get a little scene with um with Will and Sue. They start off arguing because Will is like, you're not getting this glee club thing. You're not participating and you're just pitting the kids against each other. And Sue is like, no, I have an idea because none of your glee kids have any comprehension skills because none of them have even done an anthem this week. And so- this She's right. <laughs> yeah. And she wants to sing, sing by My Chemical Romance, which is also a fine song. I remember having this on my iPod and liking it, question mark, because I'm listening, like I listen to it now and I'm like, did I ever enjoy this? There are better My Chemical Romance songs. (laughs) Yeah. And it definitely is an anthem. I will give it yeah. that. Of all the songs I, this episode, it does fit. Why was this episode I, not called Anthem? I would argue that uh, the best My Chemical Romance anthem is actually Teenagers and would fit Ooh. far better. However, I know that also there was no way that in 2011 they were going to get away with singing Teenagers Scare the Living Shit Out of Me. I would not want to listen to the glee cover of teenagers emotionally also true yeah they would have absolutely bastardized that and i cannot take that it also feels weird to take objectively i would say one of the less punk sounding my chemical romance songs and then make it an even like cleaner more scrubbed squeaky clean version of it and then they perform Mm -hmm. it in this weird flannel look where everyone's dressed in red flannel, Sue is even in a red flannel tracksuit, and they're wearing Which is like hilarious. They're wearing hunting caps for some reason, and Mercedes is wearing a fedora, and uh, yeah, just like, I hate every part of it. Like that's all I have to say. I I hate every part of it. Well, and like they're they're doing this number because they're like, okay, this is going to be our anthem for regionals, but they perform regionals in like dress clothes the girls are in dresses and the boys are in suits i don't know man i don't don't know this is also not a particularly well choreographed numbers it's just the glee cub kids running around on stage which also yeah it's not a good competition number at all and they're all like whooping and hollering at the end like it's the best thing they've ever done we've done enough complaining this episode let's get on to sam in the hallway Quinn walks up to him, says something about their date on Friday, and Sam's like, oh, we're not going. And Quinn is confused, asks why, and he says, because you cannot look me in the eye right now and tell me that you didn't make out with Finn. There it is! Mike drop, and he walks away. Points were certainly made. Yeah. And so she does she says something kind of sweet here where she's like oh no i i want to be with you and he goes forget it and then he 
quotes something in Navi, which is the avatar blue people language. And then she, he goes, oh crap, Santana told me to stop talking Navi. And Quinn goes, oh, since when is Santana telling you what to do? And Sam says- Since they started dating- because because no one in this glee club could be single for more than a fucking day. It's honestly at this point it's just funny. As someone who stayed single all throughout high school, it's not that fucking hard. It's truly not that difficult. It's actually so easy to just mind your damn business. So incredibly easy. Again, back in the glee club, so many fucking glee club meetings this episode. I'm tired. I wonder if episode has the most Glee Club meetings, because it feels like it's this one. <laughs> um, Will is like, okay, thanks, Sue. Like, she may hate us, but she gave us a kick-butt song for regionals, and they're doing Sing. Rachel objects because she doesn't think the song is good enough for regionals, and she's right. Yeah. It's not good enough. And so Rachel brings up this idea of doing original songs. She's like, we need something that will really like blow their socks off. We need to do original songs and everyone votes and they all vote against her because they all want to do the My Chemical Romance. Because also like the original songs, I will say a loser like me does slap. As does Um, get it right. Disagree. But like, I respect your opinion. I don't want to, if I'm going to a Glee Club competition, I don't want to hear random crap that high schoolers have written. Yeah, Loser Like Me is good because it had, like, a team of songwriters backing it with the express purpose of, like, making a popular song, you know? I absolutely would not want to listen to something, like, a random bitch from my theater group wrote at 16. Under no circumstances. So... uh, uh, Glee Club meeting ends, I guess, because it was only happening for like 20 seconds at a time. And there are, you in. know those memes where it's like this meeting could have been an email? A lot of these Glee Club meetings could have been like a text message chain. Absolutely. You're so right. And then this scene could have also been an email where Sue walks in and is like, hey, I've been feeling a lot better. I've realized I've got more to offer the world. And so I have gotten a part time gig being the new coach for oral intensity. And so she is rededicating her life to destroying the Glee Club by uh, making sure that they lose at regionals. She doesn't have the qualifications for this, but when has that ever stopped anything on this stupid show? Oh, absolutely not. Sue gets whatever she the script says she gets. Um, there's a little scene with Quinn and Finn towards the end where... Uh, Rachel's like oh you should be happy that Quinn is back on the market and Finn's like I don't want to talk about it (laughs) and he says like you were right in there about uh, Sing not being good enough to win I also think we need to write our own songs but he knows that like the rest of the Glee Club will not agree with them until Rachel does something to like really prove herself and so He says, the only way to prove that you're right is to write a great song and shove it down their throat. So like, they're going to write a song together because he like really believes in her and they're going to I would argue that that would make them dislike the song more, but what do I know? Well, and he says like, I really liked the Rachel that I saw in there today. Reminded me of the old you. 
I think you might be making a comeback. Because of fucking course, they have to do like a, a comeback, if you will, to the plot of the to the theme of the episode. Vomit emoji. And so, uh, do you even have a favorite song this episode? No. I like somebody to love. I mean, yeah. It, you know what? I'll throw my hat in the ring for I know what boys like. She did a pretty good job. Faithful I'll, cover. I respect it. I I want to say worst, in my opinion, as someone who likes Rent, I think the Take Me or Leave Me is the worst because it's so unlike a version of Take Me or Leave Me that I want to listen to. Exactly. And I'm sure there's some apologists out there who think it's good. It's like, uh, it's complicated because it's like, logistically, they are singing the correct notes and sounding good. But are they though? That's boring. Yeah. I would also... I'm sure that my Chemical Romance fans have a lot to say about this cover of Sing. However, my brand of depression was Fallout Boy, so it's not me. Will has done things not all that upsetting this episode, so like, sure. Good job. Bare minimum achieved. So now time for our final segment, which we haven't done in a couple weeks. And here's what you didn't miss on Glee where we open up our Spotify's and we'll take a look-see at a song that Glee did not do, but we'll tell you how they would have done it. Little Black Dress by One Direction. Sure. I mean, it's honestly weird that they never did a full One Direction episode either. They got, because they could, it, 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 it would have been similar to the Justin Bieber episode, but they would have fought over who was which one. Um, yeah. They would have made Sam Nile because he's blonde. They would have made Mike Chang Zane because he's the only person of color. I hate that I'm going to say this, but Finn Hudson is Liam Payne. Oh, um, I think Puck would be Liam Payne. True. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. In which Finn case, Hudson Finn is, is definitely Louie. No, um, Finn is Harry because he's the main guy. And then Artie I mean, is Louie. Uh, you know what? I don't have opinions on it that are that strong, so I'll agree with this. Okay, great. Uh, do we think there's a plot with it, or are they just doing no. the song? They're just doing... The plot is that they're doing One Direction. Yeah, just like this one, where they're like, well, Justin Bieber's a it's thing. It's Justin Bieber because we said it is. Yeah. The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. Oh my god. so weird that they didn't cover the chain on the rumors episode that they did that's oh well um i mean could have very easily added it to that episode i was gonna be upset because i know they would have just turned it into a finn and rachel belting at each other duet and it would have been yeah. just the take me or leave me here where it's like sounds way too polished and and squeaky clean and like doesn't have any of that like raw intensity that you want from a fleetwood mac song that exactly. mom and dad are fighting in the kitchen and energy so with that i think we're done yeah next week's episode is blame it on the alcohol which is glee's alcohol <sighs> psa episode so that'll be super fun that episode is so much yeah we'll have tr- heavy trigger warnings for certain things so just keep an eye out for those 
some like hopefully we'll complain about it less than we've complained about this episode but knowing glee don't hold your breath that is our show thank you so much for listening you can find us on twitter tumblr and instagram at singsations pod that is s-i-n-g-s-a-t-i-o-n-s-p-o-d if you have any questions for us feel free to shoot us a message on any of those platforms we'd love to hear from you you can and leave reviews on platforms and we'd love to see them and uh, also vote in our spotify polls they're fun vote in our spotify polls and remember to drink water because god it's hot outside okay thanks bye, bye.